Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to this special edition of A Quick Shot of Romance. I am Becky and joining me for this special quick shot is Leah. Hi Leah. Hi Becky. How's it going? It's going. How are you? I'm good. So um, we felt that we needed to make space and time to review this book for this episode for a couple of different reasons. So um, on this episode, we're reviewing Riggs by Sawyer Bennett. This is book 11 in her Arizona Vengeance series. And Uh as we get into this, we will let you know um, we are going to spoil this last 6% of the story. Um, Yeah. It is a romance. It is a romance. They get an HEA. Don't worry about that. Um, But we'll make sure that we note um, on our website at what time point the spoilers start. So if you want to. Yes. And and we'll do it in our rundown here before we get to the spoils. We'll say, okay, we're now going to spoil the story for you. We will preface Um, it so that way, like you, you don't get spoiled without an extra, an extra spoiler alert. Right. We just, we feel like there's some things that happen in this book that we really, really, really need to talk about. And we've been talking about them for like a week now. We have, because Becky and I are super fortunate that we were able to get early copies of this book and we read the shit out of it and it is amazing and wonderful. And you will, once we are done talking about it, you will completely understand and want to read it instantly if you have not read it yet. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Leah, give us the synopsis. From Goodreads. Okay. Known as the team loner Riggs Nadal gives his all on the ice, but nothing extra off it. A beautiful stranger is about to cause chaos in his very structured world. As a professional hockey player, people think I lived a charmed life. On the surface, I do, but they don't know the horrors of my childhood or the real reason that I have custody of my 17-year-old sister, Janelle. And that's exactly the way I like it. They may think I'm a prick because I don't like to share, but that's fine. They don't know me and they don't need to. In an effort to help Janelle get settled in Phoenix and stay out of trouble at school, I set her up with a job at Clark's Corner, the local bookstore owned by the girlfriend of a teammate. It's there that she makes friends with Veronica Veronica Woodley, the extremely annoying, arrogant, money-hungry divorcee who I don't want anywhere near my sister. Janelle insists I'm completely wrong about Veronica, but I refuse to accept that. I have to keep reminding myself that the gorgeous blonde with legs for days is off limits. Through a series of events, I start to see Veronica for what she really is, an amazing woman who has survived her own hell to come out even stronger. I have to admit we're more alike than not, and the attraction between us burns hot. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was all wrong about my ability to love and commit, but when the past comes back to haunt me, can I be the man that Veronica and Janelle deserve? So this book is releasing October 26, 2021. We are dropping this on November 1st. So book's Mm -hmm. been out in the world for about a week. Mm -hmm. Um, Tropes, uh, sports, hockey, romance. Veronica is a divorcee. Enemies to lovers, slow burn raising a sibling Mm -hmm. so it's like kind of single parent kind of not and she's older so it doesn't really classify the same as like if she was like five right um put out percentage on this was 60 Mm percent it is a little bit of a slower burn sort of but kind of 
But the way the story plays out, it it doesn't feel slow. Like it, there's enough chemistry and tension on page that you don't you don't notice that the put out percentage has not is later. Is a little later. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we need to content and trigger warning this story a little bit. Um, there is on page mention of domestic violence mm-hmm. and um, step parents that are have predator like behaviors. Yes. It does not get into specifics, but it's enough that if any of those are situations that could bother you, um, there is some violence on the page. It's just really important that we just content warning that for those that mm-hmm. might be worried. Um, okay. So let's talk about this. We've been talking about this book for a week and I still yeah. can't, I, I have so much to say about this. Well, and it's, but it's really something to say about the way that Sawyer Bennett has written this book that a week later and again we're fortunate to get it early like and we can't talk to many people about this book yet but a week later like it is still fresh in our minds and we are still talking about it like we just finished the book yeah i think so sawyer has one other hockey series she has her uh carolina carolina cold fury series Mm -hmm. and i believe there are 12 or 13 books in that series. That series spun off to the Arizona Vengeance series. We've been with the Arizona Vengeance, I think, since 2018, I believe. Um, and Riggs is book 11. And at mm-hmm. this time, we have been told that this is the end of the, this is the last of the Arizona Vengeance books. Yes. Um, in, when we get to the end and we spoil it for you, you will understand why it is the last book because. Uh, yeah. It's- Gosh. Okay. So let's talk first about our heroine, Veronica. We actually meet Veronica in the book wild. Uh, yes. Veronica is best friends with wild's love interest. Clark. Yes, they are best friends and Veronica actually works at the bookstore with Clark. Um, she is divorced, but her husband was an asshole. Like a he is not douche. a good person. Like he was terrible to her. Like she got a lot out of the divorce, but she, she was not in a, in a good place. Like no. her marriage was not happy. Like when she got out of it, like she is much better off in the situation that she is in. She married an older rich man who and when I say older I think he was like 10 years older than she was very wealthy from a very wealthy family very controlling did not like Veronica's family controlled what she wore controlled how she was um well really like she dropped out of college for him she moved away for him like she just she really lost her sense of self and identity in that whole relationship but she didn't recognize it at first so recently divorced um she is back in Phoenix where she grew up and mm-hmm. Clark is her best friend and she's working at Clark's bookstore until she can figure out what she's doing with her life. And at that point mm-hmm. too, she has sworn off men, like no desire to date, just no. needs to figure out who she is. Well, and she wants, like, she has all this money that comes to her every month, but she doesn't use a lot of it. She, she donates 90% of it. Like she, has a house because she got it in the divorce. Like she has a lot of things that she got in the divorce, but she does not like her entire 
being is not focused on like this money that she has. Like she gives most of it away to charities. Yeah. She could very easily be, you know, the pampered divorced wife, you know, the real housewives of Phoenix kind of pamperedness if she wanted to, and she doesn't ever have to work a day in her life for the rest Mm -hmm. of her life. She doesn't have to change anything. She does based upon the money that she received as alimony and then also her divorce settlement. So, Mm -hmm. but that is not who she is. And there's actually a really fantastic scene where she is in Clark's office at the bookstore Mm -hmm. working on her goals. And she's trying to figure out short-term goals and long-term goals. And in it, you just see her struggle because she doesn't want to be the rich divorcee. She Mm -hmm. wants to be so much more, but she was stifled for so long that she doesn't know how um well she's struggling how to go she well and she's struggling so much with her identity in the sense of like she dropped out of college she only has like another year of like credits to go before she can graduate but does she want to do what she was doing before she really enjoys like the the nonprofit she volunteers with in the ones that she donates to like because of like this divorce settlement so she she wants to lean towards something with that but she's not sure if that's something that she would be good at like, and that's her big thing. Like, what am I good at? Yeah. I, um, so, so at the beginning of the book, she is quitting Clark's bookstore to go back to school. She just feels Mm -hmm. like she needs to focus on that, take as many classes as possible, um, so that she can start her life over and be back to where she wants to be. Mm -hmm. So now let's, And I do want to say sometimes, you know, we all know I complain about enemies to lovers, not a big fan of it. This is one where you feel a huge connection to both characters. There is not one of these that you hate, Mm -mm. Um, but they both have like allowed first impressions to move them like to the point that they hate each other. Well, but it. But the part of the way this one plays out too, and I think it's different is because they, they meet at the beginning of this book. Like they've never met before, like physically met, like Riggs has seen her like in passing at things, but aside from like hearing about her, like he knows nothing, like they've never talked, they've never encountered each other. So like the enemies to lovers aspect, it's, it's almost non-existent in a way because like they just they clash, like they clash when they first meet, but they're clashing. Like there's chemistry in that clash and like, they both feel it, but they're both frustrated by it at the same time. Yeah. It's a clash because of first impressions, because Mm -hmm. one of the things that Veronica has done when she left her ex-husband, she took her whole wardrobe with her. Well, she doesn't Mm -hmm. want to waste money on buying a cheap wardrobe when she has this well-made fancy wardrobe and so she well, just and she, wears it she does and she has all of her jewelry and diamonds and jewels and all of that stuff and she's like i have it i'm gonna wear it like i don't go out and buy this stuff like it was given to me like i got it when i was married i'm gonna i'm gonna use it like i'm not gonna be that person that just lets things sit like yeah. if i have it i'm gonna wear it yeah so let's talk rigs um Riggs. yeah he is a vault yes which it's kind of ironic because he talks about his old team and how how like much camaraderie he had at his old team. But he gets traded 
but then this stuff with his sister happens at the same time. And so they both are moving to Phoenix together, but the situation surrounding them is not great. And so he doesn't feel comfortable sharing anything with this new team because he's uncomfortable because his sister is living with him. And there's a huge age gap between the two of them. And just the idea of raising a teenager, being in a new city, she's dealing with the stuff that happened to her. And it's just, it's a lot. And so he just, he just stays on the outskirts of everything. Right. And he actually joins the team. There's a moment in the team when he joins the team that there's been this accident. Um, And this is going to play in later. Mm -hmm. This is well established out there. One of the teammates um, is attacked uh, for helping a girl that was um, being mugged, I believe, Mm. on the street. Or she might have been being assaulted. She's either getting assaulted or mugged and he steps in and ends up getting attacked. And And Riggs is his replacement. Mm -hmm. And Riggs is his no, Riggs is not his replacement. I'm sorry. No, because Baden is the goalie. Baden's um, a goalie, yes. But, but Riggs comes onto the team. Like that happened all at the same time. Yeah, Riggs comes onto the team at that time when there's this upheaval, there's these things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And he just, in his mind, he's going to get his sister settled, get her comfortable. They'll get in a groove. And hockey will just take care of itself because he has natural talent. He's always done really well in hockey. He's a little later to hockey because of family circumstances that sent him to an uncle in Minnesota to play hockey. Um, He Mm -hmm. has an absentee father and a mother who cares more about where her next date is coming from. Yes. Than um, her children. She is not a good person. She is not a good person. And the people that she brings into their lives are not not good people. No. Um, and I really liked Rick's, uh, boy, did I want to like kick him in the ass a couple of times. Yes. But he, but you understand where his motivation for being a dickhead is like you, you don't agree with it, but you can understand it. And it's just, he's frustrating, but he reckon like by the end of the book, like he recognizes, like, I'm an idiot. Like, why did I think this? Yes. Um, there's a fantastic line in this um, book between Veronica and Riggs where he is, she's like, so where are you going out to get a date? And he's like, no, I could just pick an argument with you and have sex. I don't need a date. Mm-hmm. And Veronica's just like slack jawed looking at him like, what? Yeah. But it's true. Their chemistry melts the pages. Well, and it's funny because once like, they start this whole thing and there's this party or benefit or something that they're going to, but so like, she kind of wants him to ask her, but he won't. And so she won't like, well, the first piece, the first piece party though, you have to talk about her family barbecue first (gasps) before you go to that party. Love her family. Her family family is kooky. They're so kooky, but they're wonderful. And like, they just pull Janelle because Janelle goes with her because Veronica and Janelle like create this friendship. And I think the thing with Janelle is like, Veronica's open with her and talks to her and like is welcoming to her and doesn't look down at her. She doesn't, she doesn't either push her to tell her her story. She Mm -hmm. allows it to come out gradually and naturally to an extent that 
Janelle, who's had all this upheaval, it makes it a little more comfortable to share. Yeah. Cause she, like, she has that control. Like she controls the narrative. She controls when she tells things. And I think that's the, a huge part of this book though, is like the relationship with Janelle and Veronica. But so Veronica has invited Janelle to go to her family party, which I guess they have them like like once a once month a or month. every weekend or like they get together all the time and it's like this in the entire family though the whole family and Janelle is pulled into the fold like there's a bunch of cousins like her age and she feels so happy and comfortable there and Riggs shows up oh it was so funny he was so funny the family loved him and he is not great in a social situation but he handled it really well and there's this kooky great aunt that has changed her name and has decided that she reads tarot cards and maybe she's a witch i don't even know she's a hoot anyway but um okay and before we get to your party because that's kind of a turning point for riggs and veronica's relationship i have to give a very special shout out. Of course you do. To my hockey book boyfriend, Aaron Wild, for the absolute cutest marriage proposal, most perfect marriage proposal for Clark in this. It book. was adorable. It was adorable. But I think it's so funny that like they I think that the entire team recognized the pool between Riggs and Veronica. So that's why they were invited to take part in this proposal. And yeah. like they both were really uncomfortable with the situation because like they didn't want to be there, but they wanted to be there and be happy for like their friends. But it was adorable. Like when, like when he whips that out from underneath the cow Scrabble, he's screwed. He proposes to her via Scrabble. He has he faked a headache lose. for four days. So the, she's like, you need to go to the doctor. Like before he can like, get to the proposal, she's like going on and on about how he has to take this seriously, that headaches could be something bigger, more important. It was adorable. And this is just why Wild is like the best hockey book boyfriend ever. Okay, so let's talk about the party because at that scene, that is when things get real and heat up. So we should say, and we haven't mentioned this. Part of what happens is Riggs has hired a nanny through an agency that stays with Janelle when he's at away games. Mm -hmm. Janelle hates her. Hurt. Well, she and hates Janelle her. Hates her. And then she gets hurt. So Veronica is taking over, like, take, so, just hanging out with Janelle, like, when he's gone. Right. So when Janelle, so when Riggs is out of town for hockey games, Janelle is staying with Veronica at Veronica. There is an adorable Christmas scene. Um mm -hmm. <laughs> well the christmas scene itself like i just was like you're such a dumbass like why so did you think about these things but i it's one of those things where he's lived on his own for so long and he he, he just isn't thinking like what would my teenage sister want want so exactly it's it's just kind of he's just out of touch with like what is happening so they kind of start this friends with benefits we're Ish. gonna fuck to fuck relationship like they yeah. neither one says they want a relationship they're just drawn to each other and they're working it out of their system, which we all know how because that goes, right guys? That, that never happens. It never, it never works that way. Um, and so there is this big benefit party that mm -hmm. the owner is throwing for the team and uh, Veronica is invited and she is going and Riggs is going and Riggs, he doesn't want to ask Veronica to go, but Veronica is kind of waiting to see if he's going to ask her to be his date. Mm -hmm. and 
They go to the party. Veronica shows up with a date. But he doesn't have a date. And he said he wouldn't take a date, but he could if he wanted to, because they were just fucking. But so she shows up with a date and he loses it. Oh, he loses it. Like he goes batshit crazy, like pulls her and like takes her into like the coat closet and like we all know what happens in the coat closet i mean honestly at this party so but at this moment like he admits to her like he's jealous and she was like if you had taken a date i would have been jealous too and it's like this this turning point where they recognize like they both recognize where like there it's something more well and her date is not a date it's her best friend who happened. It's like her other best friend who happens to also be gay and is yes. fine to have a moment. Um, and some things happen and we don't want to spoil any of that part of the book that brings the two of them to officially like being together. There are still some issues with Janelle and Riggs mm-hmm. and their mother that yes. come into play that cause some issues between the two of them and some upheaval and it's well, emotional. It is, but I I just want to say, like, I loved how that Veronica went to bat for Janelle. Like, she didn't even question, like, her reactions or anything. Like, she she was like a mama bear in a sense. Like, she mama bared the shit out of it. Like, because these these things happened and and instantly, like, she came to her defense and, and took over. Well, she put herself between harm and Janelle. And mm-hmm. didn't care what it did to her. Yeah. Okay. So, because we always try to keep these short, then we are going to now spoil the last 6% of the book. Yes. So, if you do not want spoilers, you are going to want to look on our website or on the shelf show notes, something. Um, and we will put when we are done with spoilers so you can hear our take at the end. Yes. Um, but this last 6% <clears throat> of the book we're going to talk about. Okay. Here we go. Last 6% of the book. So Becky finishes the book before me and she's freaking out. And she's like, you need to finish this damn book. Like we need to talk about it. And so like I'm frantically reading and thankfully I read really fast so we could talk about it like the next day. So at 6% Sawyer Bennett blows like the world of hockey out of the water. And she does something that we don't think has ever been done in a hockey romance before. Not she, that we can think of. No, not in it. No, not in this, this grand scheme. She kills an entire hockey team in a plane crash, like 6%. It is the Pittsburgh Titans who are the hockey team and Baden's best friend is on the plane. And so Baden is a huge part of this book, like in like throughout and you just, I mean, so, you know, like big things are going to happen with him, but it, it, I just, I'm still in shock that she, she She killed the entire team. So the Pittsburgh Titans series will now launch in January with Baden's book. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now there's an NHL team without any hockey players or coaches um, or like coaches anything. support and team there's one owner it was a brother and sister that own it the sister is left as the last person standing yes, so to speak because the brother was on the plane yeah yeah that's crazy. so 
we um, make sure you watch our social media and our website. We're actually going to have um, an event with Sawyer where you guys can come on live and ask some questions. And she's going to kind of tease the Pittsburgh the Titan series, series for us. Uh, uh-huh. Because there's still some people in Arizona that we need to know where they're going to go. Yes, because we've had them like throughout the series and they didn't get a book yet. And we, yeah, they need a book. They do need a but book. Baden is the first book. And we're, there are some things throughout the book that give you clues into who we think might be his heroine. Okay. But we, we could be wrong. So Leah, did you like this book? I did. I love this book. I am late to the Sawyer Bennett game compared to the rest of you, but I love her writing style and I, I love her stories. Like, what about you? Um, I really liked this book. Uh, it's not typical enemies to lovers. So that made it really easy for me to love. Um, I love this whole series and, um, I'm a Sawyer Bennett fan girl, so it's all good. (laughs) Uh, who do you think would typically like this book? Um, any fan of hockey romances, um, if you like a sibling, like parent situation, this isn't your typical one, but it, it played out really well. And the dynamic of the two of them was really interesting to watch them. It was so, so good. So good. Um, would you recommend this book? I would definitely, absolutely, definitely recommend this book. 100%. Like so much, like you just skip if you haven't read them just skip them and go to this one um they can't actually be read very easily as standalones you will not be lost no so he does a really great job of interweaving little breadcrumbs to help you she does and honestly like i i'm usually a very stickler about reading things in order and i have bounced around this series a little bit just because i need to and it it's been fine um Okay, so that is Riggs by Sawyer Bennett. Make sure you check out our social media for our upcoming announcement with Sawyer. Um, Anyway, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 